into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch. 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 And welcome to another episode of Hey Mitch. I have been uh, gone for the last couple weeks. Uh, we went to the Beer Pong World Series of Beer Pong in Las Vegas, and uh, we also had some technical difficulties. And I was also in the hospital, so we got rid of the, we got past that, and we're back. So it's going to be all good from here on out. <laughs> well, we certainly hope so, Mitch. <laughs> uh, and as you see, I have a guest today. We're going to be talking about the new Ghostbusters movie. Heck yes, 2016. <laughs> uh, I take it that you enjoyed it, Rosie? Very much so. I could not have laughed harder. Oh, good, good. I, that's, that's, you know, that's how I felt about it, too. Um, if you remember, the last time you were here, you were promoting uh, the Border City Roller Girls you bet. Derby, Derby. Yep. And uh, how have you guys done since? Uh, we actually did really well. We went out and played Bad Fish down in Long Beach, and we had a great time playing against them. Um, unfortunately, they had some technical difficulties themselves, and we lost power with 11 minutes to go. So technically, we won because they had to forfeit. So that was pretty cool. The whole, just the whole arena just lost power. Or? Yeah, we were actually at an outdoor rink, and it was a really great rink. The track was really awesome, and the power went out. The lights just went out, so we had to stop playing the game. Um, but again, we won because they forfeit, which kind of stinks because it's more fun to play than it is to not play. Right. But yeah. there were a lot of Pokemon in the park, so it was okay. <laughs> That's right. You did You did tell me that you're uh, very much into uh, the Pokemon Go now. I'm level 19. If that <laughs> if that means anything to anybody out there, it's, uh, it's sad because I don't even play when I'm at work or while I'm driving, and I'm still level 19. <laughs> My wife is wondering where I've been half the time. <laughs> and I've just been out playing Pokemon, not cheating on her, just playing Pokemon. Pokemon, you know. Because it's, it's there. It, it takes up time. A lot of time if you let it but i try to you know spread the difference and spend time at home too so the wife doesn't feel neglected because happy wife happy life there you go i was gonna say i haven't i myself haven't played any of it yet um but you know it's just the the see the see the memes and the joy it's bringing to everybody on social media makes me happy that's really what it's about too (laughs) you, you can be stressed out at work and baton rouge and nice france and turkey and everything else going on everywhere else in the world and pokemon just lets you step away from that for a minute as long as you're paying attention to the road exactly yes exactly so you don't have to walk with your face in your screen of your phone you can actually walk and look around and talk to people like you know, Susie and i tend to do they're, they're, you know that's what i was say you know for as much as people say the uh, smartphones make it so that people don't connect to other people anymore uh it seems like there's more socializing going on with pokemon go than anything else i have not seen that many people at west wetlands park ever <laughs> and I saw that I saw probably at least two hundred and fifty out there on when uh, excuse me Saturday night at six o'clock. Was well, he and six o'clock at, on the Saturday night in hot. Yuma? It's still hot. It was it was one hundred and twelve, <laughs> and nobody cared. We were out there taking over gyms and luring Pokemon and searching for Grimer, and it was great. <laughs> well, there there you go. So it's uh, obviously there's uh, 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 high praise for the for the game, uh, but. We are here talking about the new Ghostbusters. Yes, we are. So, spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it yet and would like to go watch that and come back and listen to us talk about it. Definitely, because I will talk a lot about it, so deal with it. (laughs) And as we both said, we both enjoyed the movie, but before going into the movie, how did you feel just from trailers? I was excited. Yeah? Because I'm a huge Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy fan. And to be honest, I didn't even know who Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones were. <laughs> I had no idea. See, I'm a big SNL fan. I watch all the episodes still, and I love Kate McKinnon. I, she's hilarious. And uh, before that, she was on the the big gay sketch comedy show on right. yep. on Logo, and yep. that was hilarious. She is hilarious, absolutely. <laughs> I just I haven't watched SNLs of late. Yeah, catch an episode here or there if someone that I enjoy hosting is on. Right, right. Anna Kendrick, hers was great. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's episode was fantastic, of course. And anytime one of the old cast members come back, I try to catch those too. But I haven't 
really keyed into Kate McKinnon too much. I think I might have to go back to it. She and Leslie Jones were pretty over-the-top awesome. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, Kristen Wiig, I, I always think she's a phenomenal actress. So and so Paul Feig, you know, is, is broke broke out with uh, Bridesmaids. Right. Kind of yes. as a writer-director. Yep. And uh, after that, we had, I believe, Heat. Yep. And the Heat. Was, the heat oh, so good. And... Uh, the spy or spy spy was hilariously badly funny <laughs> just so crazy funny rose byrne just for me she totally stole spy i mean melissa mccarthy is melissa mccarthy but right. rose byrne comes out of nowhere in the comedy aspect and just knocks me over and then you forget she's in movies like annie and she can sing and dance and do all these things and she's very very much the straight man with her humor but so good so funny and then also in the new x-men movies she's also in that i mean she's she's a very versatile actress she's she's she is and she's really come onto the scene as of late you haven't seen too much of her at least i haven't or hadn't mm-hmm. heard much of her until about two years ago and all of a sudden i'm seeing her in everything and so many different things and that's great because that that shows me that she's got versatility like you said but that she's also willing to step out into new roles and kind of try new things right. and that's always a joy to see when someone is a quality actress or actor and is willing to do that and please the audience and please their fans <laughs> exactly and it, so going you know bridesmaids i i enjoyed a lot totally the heat i enjoyed a lot spy <laughs> i did not enjoy yeah, it was it was a bit out there like i said there were some parts <laughs> that were a little rough but Melissa McCarthy's Melissa McCarthy so then going into this one i was i was very iffy like I, I really uh, the first the original two movies you know I, I love but they're part of my childhood. I'll do. And the trailers that came out just I just did not find them funny. I didn't think they they looked good or anything like that. But that's fair. That first scene, the first scene in the movie, <laughs> which you know is very much mirroring the first scene of the first movie. It totally does. Just it it's just in a smaller location instead Correct. of the library, and but it was. It was so funny. It was from it, the get go, and they they picked such funny people. Yes, to do all these support roles and all these little roles and yep. stuff. Like as soon as I saw, I I, I forget the, the name of the actor, but he's in uh, Silicon Valley. He's the the one. He's the one that played the uh, the guy who um, gets down in the basement in the in the oh the, the yeah house. the hotel concierge guy or the the guy the who's museum. giving the tour yeah, yeah the yeah, museum yeah. tour guy. As soon as I saw him giving the, the tour, I was like, oh really? He's funny. So I was I was just all about it. And I remember from The Office and Silicon Valley. Well, if you notice, they did that in the original two Ghostbusters as well. They brought in a litany of big name, not at the time, but right, right. very, very funny comedic people. And, I mean, Harold Ramis wrote it with Dan Aykroyd, the mm-hmm. first one. So you had to know that was funny going in. And then throw in Bill Murray and throw in Annie Potts as Janine. <laughs> and then you throw in Rick Moranis and Ernie Hudson. And, oh, my goodness, like... Can you play any more straight man than Ernie Hudson? I don't know if you can. He was genius as Winston. And so then you... I, was ex- I wasn't sure what I was expecting coming into it. Because I was like, well, are they trying to mirror the Ghostbusters? And they really didn't. I think they did a great job mixing up the characters. You kind of see some of the, the fun love interest thing going on with Kristen Wiig and Chris Hemsworth. But then you also see like Kate McKinnon. You're not really sure where she stands on the whole thing. <laughs> and then Leslie Jones comes out of nowhere and just completely blasts people. And is just taking them on. And it's so good. They just did such a great job intertwining. Usually, with these kind of ensemble casts, you find that someone steals the show. True. I had a hard time picking out who. One. who. No, yeah. Because there are different scenes that I distinctly remember someone just blowing me away with their funny. <laughs> and that's fantastic when you have that many and that many people coming back and knowing that Dan Aykroyd had a cameo and Bill Murray had a cameo and Annie Potts had a cameo and Ernie Hudson had, makes a cameo. I actually had to, I was curious why Rick Moranis didn't and he said he just wasn't interested. Well, yeah, you know, a few years back he, his wife passed away. and yeah. she, 18 she, years ago. Yeah. Yep. And he, he decided to just stay home with the kids. Right, so he's done some spots here yeah. and there. I think but he, he, he just, did Brother Bear was his last movie, I believe. Right, he's just mostly done voiceovers yeah. now because he wants to spend time with the kids. But funny part is, is he actually hasn't ever released the name of his children. I mean, obviously you could look it up, I'm right. sure, and figure yeah. it out. But he's been very secretive about their lives because he wants them to have... A, some normal childhood? I don't know how much of a normal Hollywood, childhood, childhood zone, yeah. you could have with Rick Moranis as your dad. Because <laughs> um, the guy's nuts from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Spaceballs. But, I mean, oh, it's, I love Spaceballs. Oh, so good, right? <laughs> but just watching my... My wife and I went back. We watched Ghostbusters at a matinee yesterday and then went back and watched one and two. And we were like, you know, this really does fit. It really does fit with the schema. Not a great storyline necessarily, yeah, but yeah. some pure shtick comedy and exactly. some physical comedy <laughs> and some just scratch your head like, I know that's funny, but I'm not sure why I think it's funny comedy. <laughs> it kind of encompasses all of that. So 
I really enjoyed it, just just for the fact of sheer comedy, and there's enough badness in the world and bad stuff where it's nice to be able to step outside of that for a little while. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Uh, I loved the, the jokes that they threw in there that had to do with the, the like just, just the... The publicity that the movie itself was getting, yep, you know, especially the negative one. You know, there was there was Tons a lot of, of negative hate out and there. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, four women are going to play the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh no, everybody panic because <laughs> they can't be possibly be funny, even though they're funny in everything they do and everything they everything. do, everything, <laughs> even Gilmore Girls. I mean, come on. But yeah, no, uh, they threw those jokes in. It was like, look at all these comments. Yeah. Women so can't be bo- ghost busting, right? <laughs> oh, don't read that one. No, 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 don't read that one. I mean, there's and there's so much of that, and it's so true. I mean, you could you could go out on social media. I mean, Mitch, I love your your show. I listen to it all the time. But you could go out there and you could find haters. You can oh, find yeah. haters with anything. You can find haters of small puppies. <laughs> I mean, and puppies are adorable well, and generally don't know. pretty funny. Puppies, you know, they're just pure evil. That's right? So. Clearly, they poop and they bark and they whine and they want snuggles and they want to be pet and you have to train them. And oh, oh, oh. But, nobody likes any of that, right? But I mean, so you can find that with anything. So I appreciate the fact that they really incorporated that into at least some of it, uh, some of the movie itself, and just made it so delightful. And then to realize at the end that Dan Aykroyd was actually one of the executive producers, right? And it made and so Ivan much Reitman more sense. And had to sign off yep. on, on just about anything. Exactly. And he did. So, and I mean, unfortunately, Harold Ramis passed away a few years ago. I would have loved to see him in a cameo, but he died, you know, two years ago. But they got the statue in there. They did. Which was nice. Well, of course they did. How could you not? <laughs> so genius. So much So much of a tribute to the, to the old Ghostbusters, but still kind of opening the door for a new wave or a new interest. Because... I mean, 1984, the first one came out. So we're looking at that going, okay, I was a little young. Yeah. But we grew up with it. And there's been that kind of gap since then, I feel like, after the after the second one came out. And we had the show, and you had the, the miniseries, and, and the, the cartoon, video games. and the video games. And those are all well and good. But you just miss some of that, that pure comedy, that kind of sheer funny. Mm-hmm. And it, I think this movie was a was a great representation of the Ghostbusters franchise, <laughs> personally. And I can't wait for the sequel. I can't wait either. I, you know, and that's what I, I thought... When I obviously when I first heard the story, the plot line for the for the show, for the movie, I didn't understand why they weren't connecting the the past with the future. Right. But when they did all the different homages with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man being a big balloon, yep. you know, Slimer having a girlfriend or whatever, hilarious that was. driving Ecto One, genius, driving Ecto One, yes. Oh my goodness! Uh, all the different cameos, like you spoke about, all the lines they dropped, all the lines, the logo, <laughs> the little things. I mean, they did it enough where you definitely felt that connection to the old one, but it wasn't just oh, I'm Peter Venkman's daughter, Petra Venkman, and I'm a Ghostbuster like my dad. And You know, you see that sometimes and you're like, okay, all right, that's a little old. So this was at least its own separate journey, it felt like. And I don't know. I, I can say it a million times, but I really, really enjoyed the whole thing. <laughs> Start to finish, was laughing so hard. My wife looked at me sometimes and had to shish me in the theater because I have a very loud laugh, evidently. Not surprising. But she definitely shushed me a few times while I was laughing hysterically at certain parts that apparently nobody else thought they were funny. I clearly did. <laughs> I think we're going to have to go see more movies together because I was the exact same <laughs> way. People were looking back at me like, why are you laughing? I'm like, it's a comedy. It's, it's funny. It's funny. You're supposed to laugh. It's a comedy. Enjoy yourself. Did you not get the joke? Apparently not. There are a lot of shtick in the muds out there. I don't know. But I definitely just could could enjoy it all day long. Um, when they so like you, you i think you hit on it earlier it was the the storyline itself is a little weak a little bit I it's thought, a ghost story i, I know and it, to <laughs> me it just felt like there wasn't any stakes like i mean i don't know it, to me it okay. just the original ghostbusters with the the whole dana and zool and you sure. know, the the building being the building possessed, in yep it's it felt more stakes and this one you, I mean, you have the the Mercado Hotel, yep. and you have the guy who wants to lead the army of the dead. Right, that's his whole purpose in life. <laughs> I think that for me, Leslie Jones really built that though. If you caught that part where she's talking about the Mercado Hotel, yeah, and she and but that takes you. I mean, you're an hour and a half into the movie at that point, <laughs> yeah. so you have to really buy into just the the character building, the story building, the storyline, and kind of just go with it and go with it and go with it, and then she fills that in, and it's like. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. For me, that was definitely a light bulb for the for the plot itself. It was like, okay, so I don't know if they could have introduced that earlier. I don't think they could have. Right. But I think that that for me was definitely a, a kicker. It got, kind of got me thinking about the beginning part of the movie, and now I kind of want to go back and see it. I'll have to wait, obviously, because I'm not going to pay $5 no. to see it again, because <laughs> yeah. I'm cheap like that. <laughs> I actually don't see it, hardly any movies, with the exception of Rent, in theaters more than once. So, <laughs> uh, If... There was one particular thing that you didn't like about the movie. What would it be? Oh man, that's tough. Um, you know, I didn't really like the guy they cast as the villain. No, no. I mean, I've seen him in a few other things. Yeah, I've seen him in like small things. It just—he was almost—he stood out from the beginning, and I don't think I like that. I like to be a little surprised or have a little lead-in mm-hmm. with the villain. I have a hard time really hating anything about the movie because I really enjoyed it. So I think that he was kind of iffy for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was weird and he was creepy, but he was weird and creepy from the beginning. <laughs> so that for me was like, okay, there's the villain. He's the first scene. Next. <laughs> like, got it. Okay, so what's the next hour, hour and 45 minutes about? Oh, it's about him. Okay. All right. Oh, no, it's about them, really. It's about their story. So that for me is a bit of a dead giveaway. But you know, other than that, it was. I just... Thoroughly enjoyed. Well, all you know, the... I I did like like uh, the way that uh, Paul Feig threw it in there with uh, his character because that's a very much a staple of like eighties movies where you totally. have this this guy who's so outside, he's different, so right. he must be the villain. But then they have that that speech. I, I don't remember if it was Kristen Wiig or, or Melissa McCarthy that's kind of being like, "You don't have to feel this way." Yes, yeah, can... Melissa McCarthy. Okay, yep. And yep. He's like, I remember that. And she's and, he, and then he's just like, "No, I think I'll do it my way." And yeah. then she's like, "Okay, <laughs> take this yep. guy out." All right, that's it. Yeah, no. and, and I think that's honestly that's kind of a little testament to society. Like some people just want to be different. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, and then the movie really preaches that to a point. Like these four women. Three are completely socially outcast. Completely <laughs> so. And the other one, uh, Leslie Jones, plays the role of a very friendly, you know, TSA person or uh, Metro ticketing agency. Yeah. So she's in the subway ticketing agency. And that was funny. That she's, she just wants to and talk to people. And she's super friendly. She's talking to everybody. And she talks to this. She's talking about the fourth guy to close open. And she's like, well, aren't you just a bundle of joy? And you're just you're like, okay, because there are people like that. We all know people like that. So it's it's fun. And I think we, I think, at least personally, being... A nerd myself, I can relate to kind of where Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig and Kate McKinnon's characters come in. I mean, Kate McKinnon just floored me. I'm a huge fan of the physical comedy aspect of any comedian. Um, Ethel Merman, Carol Burnett, Mm -hmm. Molly Shannon even to a point. Some of her comedy has gotten a little raw for me, to be (laughs) real. But... I mean, the classic comedians, Lucille Ball, right? Uh, Bernadette Peters. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are four women who are huge in comedy slash musicals kind of theater, but genius, all four of them. And Kate McKinnon is kind of a throwback for me to little Carol Burnett. I, I can see that. Yeah, just even her mannerisms almost to a point. I look at her, I go, okay, all right, <laughs> okay, okay, I see, I see where this is going. And then sometimes she says something or does something that completely threw me off in the movie and I was just bust a gut because I couldn't help I'm like where did that come like I don't even understand where that came from but that was so awesome well that was another thing I liked about it was like like Kristen Wiig's character is obviously at the beginning of the movie very much trying to hide her her, totally. her person that part of her personality whereas uh, Melissa McCarthy's character has embraced it and then Kate McKinnon's character doesn't even realize that it's anything wrong. There's like, not. It, it, well, no, not that there is, but <laughs> No, she... no, but to her, they're right. There isn't. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> All these protons and the nuclear weapon they build on the top. I'm just like, Jesus, this is totally normal. And then Sigourney Weaver comes in at the end, and oh my gosh, I was so over the top. I was absolutely dying when Sigourney Weaver showed up at the end, because I was hoping and hoping and hoping. And... I, I was in the theater, and, I was, and, and they showed the Ernie Hudson uh, cameo, yep. and I was like, I, I turned to my friend, and he was like, because my friend was like, "Yeah, all right, they got them all," and I was like, "I was like, no, but no, wait, no, no, wait, no, no, no. you Where's know, it'd be Weaver? so great if they got Sigourney Weaver." And then the credits started. I was like, "Well, they didn't get Sigourney yeah, Weaver." That was nice. And then boom, she shows there up. She I threw my hands <laughs> in the air and screamed, "Yes!" <laughs> I had to pee really, really bad. Otherwise, I would have. I was afraid I might pee myself. Alone. I drank a really big Dr Pepper in there. Um, but no, I was, I was absolutely over the moon about the whole thing. And it was, uh, it was just great when you know they had all the like. Obviously, there was the the when the scene when the 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 specter guy takes over Kevin's body and he makes everybody do Chris the, Hemsworth. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth's body surprise and, comedian. <laughs> Come, <laughs> I don't even know, like wow. 
Like, how do you how do you play that dumb? <laughs> like, I really hope he's not a, a dumb dude because he's a good looking man. Did and you I, see him in uh, Vacation? Yes, and I, my <laughs> wife knows I am not a fan, unfortunately, of any of the National Lampoon. Okay. And Vacation for me, there were some great points because I think Christina Applegate is truly talented. Right. And she's so funny. And I totally relate to the older brother. Like, like wanting to, oh, I don't want to pick on the little guy. I don't want to pick on the little guy. Well, screw this. I'm going to pick on the little guy. And then he's like, oh, you're not going to pick on me anymore? Cool. Then we're good. Like, the hierarchy's been established. Nature has found its place. But, he, I mean, he plays the, the weatherman right. and that. And he's, he's kind of uh, uh, ditzy in that. But I like the idea. Or I, yeah, I, he's Kate Mara's. Is that Kate Mara? Uh, no, no, it's, it's uh, um, Juliette Lewis. Ju- no, 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 it's not you. No, and that's who I thought it was initially when I looked at her. But she's in. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll remember it. But yeah, I, I, I can't remember was, what her name is. In the movie. Yeah, I always think she's Kate Mara, but clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. So when they, uh, or no, I was going to say with uh, those Australian actors because uh, uh, Wolverine is Hugh name. Jackman, Hugh Jackman, and Eric Bana. They all come from this like. Comedy background, so when they they get to that's Jarvis playing with uh, one of his chew bones. Yeah, that's not us playing with bones. That's Jarvis running around playing with a chew toy right next to us. Yep, picking it up. And he doesn't know how to bite it or play with it. Both do it, Jarvis. <laughs> but yeah, they come from these ba- comedy backgrounds. When they come over here and they yep. get to do these action movies, and people probably put them into one type of category. But then you find out they're actually really funny. I see Chris Hemsworth, and all I think is Thor. Thor, yeah. Thor, and he's fantastic, so I have zero problem with him just being <laughs> Thor. But to see him really get into some of the silly comedy, because I wouldn't even say he's physical comedy, just silly. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And it's so good, and with Kristen Wiig playing this sh- kind of straight man, which is totally different for her, except for The Martian, which was genius as well. Oh, you're right. So oh, good. She is so movie. good in that. And I wasn't sure I was going to like it, but I loved the book, so I watched the movie, and mm-hmm. now every time it's on, I watch it. <laughs> that and The Intern are like my two favorite movies right now that are on... Oh. I was going to say, those are both on HBO just about all the time all now. All the time. <laughs> so I get to watch them on repeat when I watch them around. I watch, uh, I, I've watched The Intern a few times now, so too. So good. And it, it's such a different role for Robert De Niro, I yes. feel. Like, he's such, like, you see, so used to seeing him in this hard-ass kind of yeah. uh, role where it's he's Clint telling, Eastwood in Gran Torino. <laughs> right. That's, and all of a sudden you look and you're like, well, okay, I know Robert De Niro's an old dude, but... Wow, okay, and then Adam Devine comes in, and Anne Hathaway comes in, and all right. these other, and you're just like, okay, yeah, here we go. It's on, and it is, and it's really funny and it, really It actually is really good. Cute, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's really cute. So it's, it's enjoyable to watch. So, but, and The Martian, you're right, Kristen Wiig, it seemed, it seemed like a very odd role for her to be in The Martian, because it, it, it's not a, a starring role. It's not a com- comedic but role. But a key role. But it is a key role, yeah. She's kind of the press uh, secretary. Right, she just throws things out there, and she's like, well, why can't we do that? And that's what you're thinking yeah. in the audience. <laughs> she's the only one who's not like a super 12-pound brain, four PhDs from nine <laughs> universities and studied at Oxford and all this stuff. And she's like, why can't we? And they're all like, well, let me give you all these reasons. And then you're like, okay, here comes the science part. <laughs> well, you Wait understand, it. it's going in one direction. And it can only go, in, it's not like it can just turn around. Right. And, yeah. Let me show you. Can I borrow you? <laughs> Who's got a stapler? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, Such a great movie. Yeah, just, I, I really enjoyed watching Kristen Wood kind of branch out and do some of that as well. But then in this movie, I loved, the, I loved like, you're right, all of her interactions with Chris, Chris Hemsworth because she's so brainy throughout everything. But then all of a sudden... Chris Hemsworth's there, and she's like, oh, hi. Hey. <laughs> just trying to touch him all the time. Yeah, everything else, all that brainiacness just gets turned off. Like, she just forgets. She like, they're she... dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. He starts dancing with Leslie Jones, and she's, like, just rubbing up on right, him. Right, then she's just going to just, just get as close as she can. Let's bump and grind Chris Hemsworth. I'm like, you know what? I probably would do the same thing, so I can't really say too much. And then his uh, his different uh, headshots is like, should I be? Which one makes me more, look more like a doctor? <laughs> or uh, listening to the saxophone? Yeah, when he's holding it up to his ear, <laughs> like oh. Uh, and then he's all the they all get shown at the end with all the different poses of him. The photos play through the credits, and then at the end he tries to rope himself, and he's like, yeah, I just went and pressed a bunch of buttons on the power, and it turned off. And they're like, actually, Kevin, that had absolutely nothing yeah. to do with what just happened. <laughs> so good. He's like, no, we're, it's, it's us. It's part of the Ghostbusters. You four and me. And everyone's like, ah, you know, not so uh, much. You know, I mean, you kind of get that. You, I almost got a little. Little Rick Moranis feel from that. I was like, "Oh, that's cute." Yeah, he didn't actually do anything, but everyone thinks he did because you're standing here. <laughs> which is exactly how the second one ended. Everyone's like, "Yay!" And he's like, "This is awesome," and he didn't actually do anything. Nope. But you know, they, they it's perception. 
They feel like he did something. They feel like he did good. So that's okay. It just there were just so many good moments throughout. <laughs> just like I said, and I was so surprised with Leslie Jones. I wasn't sure at all of what to expect from her because again, I don't watch Justin all that often. Mm-hmm. But wow, just really funny. <laughs> and then again with the, the fight scene at the end, I laughed and laughed and laughed for like the the main scene where they're hand to hand fighting with the ghosts and all that. I was just like, this is so absurd. So I'm gonna a- watch Kristen Wiig roll across the ground while she's <laughs> shooting her her jetpack at this guy, and then Melissa McCarthy's punching him out, and I'm just Kate McKinnon's out there, and then they start. She pulls out her pistols, and I can like imagine myself doing that. I'm like, yeah, like, I got totally into the scene at that point. My wife is just like, I can kind of like feel her rolling her eyes next to me, just. Letting me enjoy the movie, but at the same time being like, I'm not married to her. Nobody look at us. <laughs> don't look this way. Don't, don't everybody watch, because she's enjoying it. But then, I think one of the best things about the whole movie, and this is a total geek out, is that they overlaid the music from the original right. into most of the new one. Mm-hmm. If you really can catch the nuances of the music, it's all overlaid on the old tones. So like while that's going on, I'm sitting there finding myself humming along, and Paul's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm listening to the soundtrack can't you hear it like i can hear it that's something i've got into in the last few years just really kind of catching the score and really feeling that and oh man so money absolutely just money throughout (laughs) especially in that final scene where they're fighting against the ghosts so funny which i thought was interesting that they decided to go with all these like new weaponry and uh you know new designs that uh, kate mckinnon's characters comes up with uh a grenade you know uh punching the handguns the, the yeah um, Everything, just. But awesome. it wasn't until the very end of the movie, when we, in the credits, when we see the the like containment unit, right? Or yep. you know, they they use the they use the trap, but they have no place to put the put the stuff after the trap. So I thought that right. was very interesting that they threw that in at the end. Well, I, I liked that they got away from I, the firehouse is is iconic, right? Flat out. So I liked that they got back to that, but I also liked that they kind of really put them. Out of the box, mm-hmm. like over a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> that's all I can think of when they caught the ghost. I'm like, well, that's awesome. What are they going to do with it now? It's not like they just put it in a containment unit. <laughs> wow. How are they going to do tests on it? How are they going to do anything to it? So I thought that was really cool how they they actually kind of came back to that in the end. Right. And at least showed you that piece once once the kind of it had concluded. You're like, okay, got it. Now they can do all of this. <laughs> now that they've done all of that. But just so... I thought it was pretty well put together. Again, weak storyline, not maybe not the greatest storyline ever, but I wasn't going expecting to see Citizen Kane. No, no. I mean, I, I, that's exactly. I, 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 I'll admit, I was one of the people going in with very low expectations, and I was just like, uh, I, I just, I just don't know, but I want to see it. I want to see it just so I know I, I saw it. And man, was I happy! So, I was just so happy so throughout good. the whole movie. Um, what did you think about the added part of the mayor and them? Like, knowing that the ghosts exist, but trying to discredit the Ghostbusters. (laughs) Cracked me up. Just because being part of the military, we hear that all the time. Oh, it's a cover-up. I'm like, you know what? For all the cover-ups we're supposed to have done, (laughs) we're really not that good. At the security and stuff, we're really not that good at hiding all this stuff. We try to be. And there are some things that, you know, we keep on pretty tight lockdown. But if you go on the internet, you can find out just about anything. That's true. And I can't say how much of it's real or not. Right. Um, But... (laughs) I just, I so laugh. So you're saying there are actual ghosts. I believe in ghosts. Blink twice if you have a containment unit. <laughs> I just winked at him, which okay. means yes. In my house. No. I'm, I, I am a firm believer that there is something, something else. I've felt things I can't describe. Uh, I don't know if you've been over to the Yuma Territorial Prison and stood at the dark hole. There, uh... Not since I was a kid, but okay. I know what you're talking about. I, I didn't. I hadn't been there, and I went there with a friend of mine. And I walked in, and I had to stop at one point because I felt a weight pushing on my chest, like just intense pressure, mm-hmm. almost like I couldn't catch my breath. <laughs> so I looked around for a second, and I couldn't see into the corners. Like I couldn't, I couldn't actually physically see. So I was like, you know, I'm going to step back. I don't really want to be in this solitary area. Like it's not, it's not good. I was no. by myself. My friend came up. She was on a different area. She came up a few minutes later, stopped in the exact same spot, and then did the exact same thing I did. Backed up, and we both then were like, pressure, right? Just, just intense pressure. And that's hard to to imitate or right. mimic. Or, right, So I don't know. There's there's things I definitely believe that there is, there's, uh, there's an afterlife. There's something, and there are souls who haven't passed on for one reason or another that are here. Whether or not I believe that you have know, a class four vapor or, or whatever else, I, I don't know. 
I really don't. I mean, they they got they got that so right, and it was so good. Um, but I don't I don't know if I believe in that. But there's there's definitely something more than what we see. I mean, Melissa McCarthy says that we understand about four percent of the universe, and that's true because we don't even understand dark matter. We understand mass to a point, right? But you know, there's quantum physics, there's string theory, and the two basically conflict. And that's why Stephen Hawking's you know his unified theory is or at least the, the thought of a unified theory has been so hard for many people to grasp because quantum theory is in direct opposition to string theory. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could really, I don't want to geek out too much because <laughs> um, I feel like I really went down a rabbit hole. This that would one. be the place to do it, but I know I usually do. <laughs> I, I will admit that the, the extent of my physics and of that knowledge comes from big bang theory <laughs> and also comes from the book, the theory of everything or the go. movie, the theory of everything, which is based on Stephen Hawking's book, uh, right. history of time uh-huh. genius. History of Time is absolutely genius. So that's where my understanding of it comes from. But it seems to me that they're in direct conflict. So there's there are obviously things that we don't understand. And we're, we learn new things all the time about everything. All the time. Exactly. We're always discovering new things. So it's whether or not, you know... There is a, a dimension or a barrier that need, that can be pierced to uh, c- contact. You know, well, it depends it, on if you believe some of it in the Bible or not. Energy is energy. Energy has to go somewhere. Energy when... has to go somewhere, <laughs> and it, life is energy. So when life ends, where does the energy go? Exactly. So it goes somewhere. It has to. <laughs> it's that. That is. Well, I mean, it, at least as far as we understand right now, that is one of the basic principles. Right. Of I can't of energy. I believe energy cannot be destroyed. Right. So. so it's, there you go. So there's something. There's something to it. I know there is. But again, I don't. I don't think going back to the military thing. I don't think we can keep secrets as well as people think we do. I really don't. I'm a big. I love the military. I love being a marine. Um, but I know that there's. It's there's once once more than one person knows about a secret. It's not a secret anymore. It's true. That is very true. So I thought I thought that was very playful. How they definitely brought the government into that. Like it was a mass conspiracy cover up, and, and they threw an Area Fifty One. I'm like, of course, because you have to throw that in there. We're talking about government conspiracies. I was say, you know, that's what I, every time when uh, someone throws an Area Fifty One into a movie or something like that, and there's well, it's the secrets, you know, the secret base of Area Fifty One. It's like, well, it's not so secret it's if everybody knows about it, right? Secret for about fifty years. <laughs> and what I always find interesting is about. Usually about 10 to 15 years, which is about the time it takes to develop a new aircraft. You know, 10 to 15 years ago, if you could look at the light patterns that people are like, oh, it's a UFO. If you look at them, they look a lot like the (laughs) F-35 and some of these other aircraft that we have now. And the Osprey and some other things. You're like, yeah, you know, that's a thing because we have those. And they were in testing. And Area 51 is a testing site. It absolutely is. We have to test somewhere. Right. So that happens to be one of many, but it's one of our testing sites. So yes, when you see odd things around there, wait 10 or 15 years, and then guess what? You're going to see them again and again and again and again. But that's just my opinion. What do I know, right? So uh, with that, uh, I think that with a a lot more of the – the men in black characters that they had with yep. the the two the I already know remember him from is Omar from The Wire. I don't know if you ever watched The Wire. I don't think I did. I don't recommend it. Everybody Noted. else says that it's it's amazing and great. The storyline's incredible. I was like, it was four seasons of boring stuff for me. Huh. Like they just killed off characters that were really good and didn't. So didn't they did make Game of Thrones on us and Penny Dreadful. <laughs> is that what you're saying? But see, no, I mean, like Game of Thrones and like Penny the, Dreadful. The the storyline makes sense for those characters okay. that you ki- killed off. But in, in the wire, it just didn't. It didn't make any sense to me. So I don't know. That's another podcast. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those those two men in black type characters, I thought were very interesting to to keep having them run up against and then use them. They would use them to be like. <laughs> Hey, you guys need to come t- check check on this if you're not going to let us do it. Uh, yeah, no, that's genius because that's in reality. If you're getting, if you're being stopped like that, what do you do? You call them in. You're like, okay, if you won't let me do it, then you're going to arrest me. If I do it, then you do it. You have fun with it. Good luck. I was waiting for them to start dancing at the end, and they didn't. But you know, because there was that whole scene in the second one where they start playing. All the music at the end, and everybody gets all excited, and I was waiting for like a dance scene or something <laughs> random to get thrown in. And a little disappointed I could see that, but it was still great. So, and then obviously, they, I think they they must have cut it for time, but they threw it in during the the right. credits for so good. to see everybody dancing along with exactly. Chris I was Hemsworth. I was pleased that I could at least see that there at the end. <laughs> I don't, you know, to me, I don't, I don't think. A lot of times you need to put a time constraint on a movie. I mean, I know like they feel like they need to, mm-hmm. but I feel like something at least short like that could have been fun. 
I see throwing it in the credits because everyone stays through their credits pretty much nowadays anyway to hope to see something maybe. Thank you, Marvel Studios. Something, yeah, right? <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, so many good things at the end, and everyone's like, "Why do you stay?" I'm like, "Because I need to know. <laughs> I just want to know." Not over. It can't be over. <laughs> I stayed to the very, 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 very end of the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Waiting for something. I enjoyed the Lone Ranger. So did I. I a lot of people give it a lot of flack. But it, it was long and it was cheesy, but have you ever watched the Lone have Ranger? Have you ever listened to the Ra- Lone Ranger radio show? It's it's cheesy. It's very <laughs> cheesy. Like, I'm surprised that Tonto didn't, at no point said... Uh, what do you mean, we white men? You know, that kind of thing. Like, I was totally waiting for that there at the end or something. And I think that's one of the things is that they were, a lot of people were expecting with that movie is that it to be more of a Johnny Depp movie. But, it, I mean, it, it's the Lone Ranger, so you, you It's not you the Tonto on, show. Yeah, you focus on Army Hammer's character. And Johnny Depp is such a great character actor. He is. I mean, you let him get into a role like that. Look at Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka, Black Mask. Black Ma- oh, yeah. man. So much... <laughs> There's, I mean, Donnie, Donnie Brass, Donnie Brasco. Yeah, Donnie Brasco. Yeah, Don, it's like, that's a great one. I mean, there's so many. You could go on and on. The Astronaut's Wife, I think he's even in. I mean, I can't even remember half the movies he's in. He's in so many. <laughs> but let me look at the Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, there's a reason why they, they're such high-grossing films. And, I mean, it's not just for the fact that everybody loves Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Because Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a great film by itself. It stands alone. Gene uh-huh. Wilder stands alone. But Roald Dahl's family came out and said, look... Movie's a bit darker than you kind of made it. It's not really like you know the books are pretty dark. Roald Dahl is not known for happy go lucky fun like James and the Giant Peach. It's not exactly like oh this is a lighthearted fun romp in the woods. So you know it's a sad. It's an orphan and all this other stuff. You're like wow okay all right and then you know so Willy Wonka and he plays that role so creepily well right eerily yes. And I very much enjoy that. And very much of a, you know obviously a a, a a guy like that who's running a, a candy. Sh- factory that would be kind of a child grown up you know not or Precisely. a child that didn't grow up right you you would not expect to see a a businessman <laughs> running a chocolate factory well, where they have a chocolate river yeah exactly I mean, where there's on. a chocolate river <laughs> and you can eat everything in there except for people because that's called cannibalism <laughs> i mean yes um I mean, getting getting onto that, what were some of the other movies that you've seen lately lately that you thought were were really good or or bad that you didn't you didn't oh, like? Oh, Gods of Egypt was so terrible. <laughs> I didn't see that, but that's all I've heard. I didn't know that Egyptian gods had Scottish accents. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's a lesson learned watching Gerard Butler. I I could watch Gerard Butler in just about anything. You know what's funny is I don't think he's picked a lot of good roles lately. P.S. I Love You is still hands down my favorite Gerard Butler role ever. But. He dies at the beginning of that. But it's genius. Like, the, I mean, <laughs> just the buildup of his character. The, uh, the movie is so well done with him and Hilary Swank. It's so well done. And you really, I mean, you find yourself, fall, you fall in love with Gerard Butler. After, I mean, he's only in the, in the scene for a few minutes. This is true. But you are absolutely head over heels for this guy. <laughs> because you can feel the love for his character has for Hillary and the, how crushed she is. So, I... Uh, yeah, but Gods of Egypt was pretty horrifically bad. I had to I had to wait till my wife was on vacation because I knew she wouldn't enjoy it. Right. And I watched it and I just uh, I had such high hopes because it could have been so cool, but it really just wasn't. It really just. Eh. How about uh, X Men Apocalypse? You know, I have not watched it yet. I feel very terrible about myself as an X Men fan. It's okay. Wait for the the DVD. You, right, you're, you'll be okay. That's what I've heard. So I'm not too disappointed. <laughs> but I'm also sad. I haven't got to see Alice Through the Looking Glass because oh. it was in and out of theaters so quickly. It was, which is upsetting. Right. So Actually. It was- uh, uh, was it the the Huntsman? That was in and out too. Yeah, and that was the Huntsman's War, and I love Emily Blunt, so I was all about it. And Charlize <laughs> Theron. I mean, come on, and Kristen Stewart wasn't in it. Yay! <laughs> so it was a good movie, I heard. Um, but so I was looking forward to that one. But another one, oddly enough, and this is going to sound totally off the wall, Gem and the Holograms. Delightful. Really? Yeah, just huh. fun. Again, just go to a movie to step away from the world for a little while. That's what you're supposed to do, and it totally does that. See, and yeah, that one got a whole bunch of flack. You know, people were done. It's nothing it like... It wasn't supposed to be good. It was based on Gem and the Holograms, the cartoon <laughs> from Hasbro. What did people expect? Like, this it's... isn't Titanic. <laughs> hey, Her I... heart will not go on and on and on and on and on and on. It's not going to happen. She's that's, a teenager. That's what I was... Ex- I mean, it's. I never watched the cartoon when I was a kid. Oh, I but... totally did. I was a huge fan of Gem. <laughs> See? And a the huge Misfits. fan of the Gem. Of Jam, and you ended up liking the movie. So I don't right. know why a lot of people got upset about it. I, I think people 
people got upset about it because they, they were like, oh, it's childish. Well, yes, they're teenagers. <laughs> I, it, for me, Juliette Lewis really kind of steals the movie. Like, it, she's so funny in it. Like, so snarky like she just <laughs> but the music is really catchy is the thing that i really enjoy about it the most like there's just songs that kind of come out of nowhere and you're like this is kind of neat like it's just fun if you don't appreciate okay if you don't appreciate like britney spears type music or along those lines i can see how you could be like okay well this is dumb well yeah but it's a movie for teeny boppers right or for people just looking to enjoy a movie i mean jim was a pop star that's, that's literally what she point. was in the, the cartoon right and she has her sisters in the band and guess what they're in the band and then molly ringwald comes out of absolutely nowhere which is awesome <laughs> that she plays the aunt love it and then it just okay so it's fun and move on and then rio's there of course because you have to have rio if you're talking about jam that's just so much fun and I, I'm, in my mind i'm like i really want to see a second one so i can see the misfits like juliet lewis needs to bring them back like that's the whole point like jam and them you know against the misfits like where are the misfits like it's this whole thing in my mind so where is it why wasn't it in the movie why can't i have a second movie Sorry, I, I think you might be the only one that's... that's Probably the <laughs> only one in the whole world. And I have friends who will listen to this and they'll go, y- really? That's where you went with this? And that's okay. I don't care. I love me there and I go. love hey. that movie. The music is just... I Honestly, I download the movie and I listen to it when I work out. Because some of it's good. It's just really good music to me. So, you know, hate if you want. But when a score for a movie is good, like, for example, if you look at Pitch Perfect... And Skylar Astin's character says it. Some of the best scored movies of all time are some of the best movies of all time. Star Wars, Rocky, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Breakfast Club, any of the John Hughes movies, really. <laughs> they're ge- I mean, they're, they're genius because the soundtracks speak to the story. Right. Like, I'll have to say, one of my favorite soundtracks, and I listen to it almost all the time, is the one from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh I love gosh. that era of music, so I listen to totally. that all the time. I downloaded that too. That's another one. <laughs> I listen to that on repeat because I have the whole soundtrack, but it's it's in one song. Right. So it's just it's his awesome mix one, it's, <laughs> but it's jammed into one song. I downloaded awesome mix one, not each individual song. Nope. I wanted to make sure I got the right versions, <laughs> but I listened to it. So I gotta. I, I I can only hope that in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, he he knocks it out of the park once again with a great soundtrack. You know, it's it's really hard to not knock it out of the park. Oh, Ant Man, that's another one I watched recently. And you enjoyed super it. enjoyed it. <laughs> Paul Rudd. What, what what do you think we should do? Well, we should definitely call the Avengers. <laughs> Clearly, that's what you should do. But you know, Michael Douglas comes in and plays the straight man a little bit, and you're just like, okay, all right, I see this, I buy it, I get it, right? And then the storyline is laid out really well, and it just really builds for Ant Man. And Ant Man is such a forgotten character, I think, a lot of times. But oh, such a, such very a much fun so. one from the Marvel. And, I, and universe. I thought that when I first heard Paul Rudd, I mean, I was definitely behind it, but I was like, he's such a different type yes. of comedy and actor totally. for this Marvel universe that they've they've built, but. Man, was it great. Well, and he was, he's great. Yeah, he is. And I am i think I'm consistently surprised by Paul Rudd. Right. Because he's done some really, really bad, <laughs> really bad stuff. But then he does something like role models. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. And then he does Ant-Man. I'm like, okay, maybe I can't be a Paul Rudd hater anymore. Because he does it so well. But man, oh man. Oh, uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. Maybe one of the worst movies of all time. Yes! Thank you. I'm because so glad you're on this side of it. I said this on the last show, but Ben Affleck is not Batman. Do you bleed? You will. You will. Oh, come on, dude. You're not Christian Bale. Come on, man. Just, uh. But I've, I've been a hater of Ben Affleck as Batman from the start. I don't mind Ben Affleck in certain movies. Right. Pearl Harbor was obviously a disaster. Clearly a disaster. But Argo was very good. Argo was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed not seeing much of him. Goodwill Hunting, the same thing. I enjoyed the movie, but he wasn't in it much. Just enough to kind of get, leave a bad taste in your mouth, but not too terrible. But Dawn of Justice, I just look at him, I'm like, dude, there's no Bruce Wayne about you. The way you carry yourself, like nothing says oh. to me, playboy billionaire, martial artist turned superhero. Nothing about him says that. But, but we got a 20-minute CrossFit scene with him, you know, right. moving a tire. We need a montage. <laughs> That's all I think of from Team America. Like, every time I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. That's exactly and... what I think, too, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Totally. That's where my brain goes. But yeah, no, so I've, I've seen quite a few movies lately. I've kind of forgotten. I went on vacation, imagine that. I actually take big time off sometimes. And my Good. wife and I watched a lot of movies with her mom, because I love my mother-in-law. Love you, Sherry. She'll listen to this, too. Good. Um, but she uh, she loves to watch movies. So when you know when uh, my wife and my nieces go home at night, they they live next door to their grandma. Uh, we tend to watch movies, and we watched Deadpool, which was 
hysterical. <laughs> I was I was not looking forward to that movie. Like I did not know going in. I might have actually peed myself. <laughs> and you know what? Ryan Reynolds would love that about about you watching that movie. Because <laughs> I wasn't. I really wasn't sure. I, I wasn't. I wasn't sold. But I watched it, and I'm really, and I watched it with my mother-in-law, <laughs> and we were cracking up. My mom, my wife comes in and she goes, "What are you, what are you watching with my mom?" I'm like, "We're watching Deadpool. This is so great." <laughs> totally, totally. And, that, and you know, that's that was Ryan Reynolds, like what 11 years in the making, to want to make that movie. Yeah, trying to, you're struggling just to get that movie out, and Fox keeps saying, "No, right. we don't want to do that. We don't right. want to do that." And finally, they make it, and there it does. Better than any one of the X Men movies. Yes, it does better. It breaks all types of R rated uh, box. And it came office, out on Valentine's you know, Day because it is a love story. You know, so. <laughs> it, it's, it's, repeatedly he tells you he this tells is you a love story. Right, he breaks that fourth wall and he tells you this is a love story. <laughs> Lays it out for you. So all you have to do is, is buy in. But Colossus, I mean, the all the and then the. Uh, uh, Oh, I can't remember the, the teenage mega teenage warhead. The mega, yeah, yeah, the me, mega Megaton. Megasonic. I, I don't even know what her name is. She's great. I, she was. I, I actually I can't. Re- I'm so disappointed. I can't remember what they call her. Uh, but she's whatever megasonic, supersonic, teenage warhead, whatever, whatever she is. It's so good. And Colossus is so good. And they're like, oh, it's funny. You think they could actually? Uh, maybe they can't afford any more X Men. Like, it's the only two you see. And it's like, okay, yeah, obviously they couldn't. But so good. She's or when he's like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take you to see Xavier, Professor Xavier. He goes, which one, uh, Stewart or uh, right. McAvoy? Oh, yeah. And it's just like you know, that's the best part of Deadpool. He breaks that third, that fourth wall, and uh, right, you know, gets gets the jokes in there, and all the jokes about Colossus being, you know, having steal this and, and steal that, <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah, well, they they don't get old either, like you would expect them to. They don't. So, and then you know, I, there's my uh, future wife in the movie, Gina Carano. Naturally. So it's off, awesome that uh, she got to make that uh, role. And uh... yep, I do love some Gina Carano. Haywire is a pretty great movie. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. Did you watch In the Blood? In the blood, I don't think so. She, you have to watch that one. So got it's, it. it's her my and list. her uh, newlywed husband. They go on they go on the honeymoon to, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say Puerto Rico or some area Somewhere around exotic. there. Yeah, and uh, he falls off a zip line. He has to get taken to the hospital. On the way to the hospital, he disappears. The ambulance takes him away. Oh, so she. Uh, being the badass she is, has to go around the the little island for trying to figure out where he's at and kicking people's asses, and it's just amazing. You know, I I, tr- I talked to my friend Jeremy. Jeremy, I know you're going to listen to this. JT, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I was talking to him, and I was trying to convince him to watch Fast and Furious 7. He's like, I think I'm, they made six too many. I'm like, okay, well, I see your point, but did you know that Michelle Rodriguez fights Ronda Rousey? <laughs> he didn't know. I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? How do you not know? That's like the greatest four minutes of movie <laughs> cinema history. It is so good, because Ronda Rousey could obviously whoop up on Michelle Rodriguez. Like, <laughs> She looks at her funny, and she's like, this is... And you know, they give her the worst lines ever, and you're like, okay, but it's Ronda. <laughs> and Which I, is funny, because in, in Furious, Fast and Furious 6, she fights Gina Carano, so this one, she fights Ronda Rousey. Isn't that something? Who's she going to fight in, in, in Part eight. Holly Holm. There you go. What? It's the progression, right? Well, she can't fight Misha Tate because Misha Tate just got her face beat in. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, heck, I, bring on Holly. Fast and Furious 8. Do it, Holly Holm. <laughs> Actually, she, Holly Holm is a friend of my old boss. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, he was trying to get her to come down and talk to us at the squadron because one of our Marines... Um, but she obviously has been very busy yes. with all the fighting and right. training and everything else. So we understood <laughs> that because her time is kind of demanded upon when she was the champ. And now that she's number two, who knows if she's going to be champ again. I mean, there's a lot of contention going on right now in women's UFC. I mean, Amanda Nunez is number one right now. So Misha Tate, who's lost to Ronda Rousey, but who beat Holly Holm, but who beat Ronda Rousey, who... But, you know, Ronda's beat everybody except Holly. So where do, where do you rank everybody? I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with that right now. So there's... There's a lot going on in my head, obviously, but uh, that's kind of you know that's kind of the way I think like all the time about yeah. all the things. See, in my true uh, geek stereotyping, I don't know enough about MMA. I don't know enough about the fighting. It might be a lesbian thing. Oh well, there you go. And I'm okay with that yeah. because it means I get to watch them duke it out. <laughs> and there's there honestly, and I, I actually considered fighting, and I've uh, my friend Sarah and I did some uh, sparring to get her. She was going to do some. Amateur MMA. Uh-huh. So she used me as a basically what we call an uki, like someone to beat up on. 
So I, you know, I'd fight back a little, but I'm nowhere. She's a black belt in, like a third degree black belt in Kung Fu and Jiu-Jitsu and CrossFit and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'll fight you. This will be fun. And I get my butt kicked. But <laughs> everyone used to love to watch this fight because I would just keep getting up. They're like, well, that's amazing. Well, she got tapped out. Well, she'll get back up. She'll be back in a minute. Just give her a second to breathe and she'll be fine. There you go. And I would. And it was fun. But so I take a very vested interest and I'm very invested in watching that kind of thing it's just it's interesting to me and it's it's nice to see women who can be women who can be athletes who can be fierce and devoted and you know mothers and daughters and people's friends and just people and that's that's what i love about that is is really that aspect of it that humanitarian aspect of it like some of these larger than life male fighters like you don't really care no yeah but the women i'm very interested in, in what what they're about what makes you want to fight what makes you feel like that's something you need to do and just interesting to me i don't know yeah no that's uh, and it, it is it's an interesting sport especially to see where it, it started off and then totally. where, now where it's at and, yeah you know it's more popular than any other televised sport other than maybe the world cup i think right yeah soccer has got its own yeah whole other ball game <laughs> whole other ball game there but yeah, so the, it's 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 incredible, and this is this is a big MMA town too. I yeah, mean, sure is. So it's uh it, it's it's awesome to see a lot of people get behind such uh you know come together like yep. we were talking about earlier and, yep. and get behind something. Um, I know last time that you were here uh, as part of the group, we talked a lot about video games. Oh yeah, and we've already talked about Pokemon Go. But what else are we playing? Honestly, I'm back with Chrono Trigger again. Nice. Over and over and over. <laughs> there's so many different ways to beat the game. It's like a challenge. Like, how many different ways can I beat it? Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of combinations. Um, but one thing I'm really looking forward to, and I'm hoping that my wife hears this, um, there's two Lego video games out now that I cannot wait to play. Star Wars The Force Awakens, which I'll rent because I want to buy the trilogy when the trilogy eventually comes out after the rest of the movies come out. Mm-hmm. And then the Marvel, uh, the Avengers. Okay. Because the Marvel superhero game by itself is really fun. Um, but the, the Avengers is a whole different ball game for me. And actually, I got her to play it with me at Walmart, and she got to be uh, Iron Man. So she got to fly around, and I was like, "All right, yeah, maybe I can get her to buy it for me now." Um, but yeah, and then always back. And believe it or not, actually, in some of my spare time, I play um, Pokemon on my Game Boy Color that still works. Oh, there you go. And I also play Tetris on my original non-color Game Boy with that the, I have. the green screen, the brick. Oh the... yeah, because then you can't get distracted by the colors when you're playing Tetris. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Smart. So when I play Tetris, that's what I play it on. When I play Final Fantasy 2, that's what I play it on. Because they have Final <laughs> Fantasy for the Game Boy, if most people didn't know. But I have blue, red, yellow, silver, gold, and crystal for the Game Boy Color. Right now I'm on yellow. I restarted because Pikachu. Okay. Because that's a thing. <laughs> but I'm definitely planning on picking back up on some of the other games that I never got to finish. I don't think I ever finished crystal um, or silver. I know I finished gold. But So I'm interested. You know, and it's just kind of fun. It's just a killing time thing. But I'm also trying to find time to read and everything else. I'm like, man, my day is just sucked up. You know, when Susie, a friend of yours and mine, um, she's my pokey wife. And when we go out, we go out for like six or seven hours at a time. And in Yuma, that's saying something. Cause that they is. Get, so we go out at five and we're out until 11. And then we're like, oh. We gotta work. I have to be up at five thirty. Probably should go home and go to bed. And it's like disappointing. I'm like, I just want to stay out and hunt Pokemon and go downtown and do laps. And because that's the thing downtown over yep, here, yep. it is huge. And what's funny is, might be a little protective now of my Pokemon. Like if I find a Pikachu, I'm not like, yeah, I found a Pikachu. I'm like, ah, 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 suckers. I got a Charmander. I got a Bulbasaur. What did you get? Where's my Magmar? Like I, I'm pretty protective now. So while some people, if there's a little kid around who's looking for one, I'll probably point them in the right direction. Cause I'm not that much of a jerk. Probably. Probably. It depends on if the kid's being a jerk or not. That's but true. If the kid's just having a good time, I'll be like, Hey, there's a Pikachu over <laughs> kind of point them that way and the kid gets all excited so that's pretty cool to see but i do love watching the family aspect of pokemon go really and for me that's something i think that's a bit lacking in american society and without getting too serious here with us um and it was interesting fun and i were walking and fun does a pretty good job as a pokey driver which is either someone who drives you around or someone who guides you so you don't trip off of ledges <laughs> yeah. and other things like that. Like she, I don't tend to stare at my phone, but sometimes you get a little engrossed in the game right. and I forget. And she's there to be like, oh, there's a car. Look both ways before you cross the street. You know, all the things you learn when you're five, you kind of forget when you're playing Pokemon Go because you feel like you're five and you're like, oops, okay, I digress. Um, but she um, was listening to a group ahead of us and this, this man was walking with his, his wife and their younger daughter and two of their teenage sons, apparently. And he turns to the son and he goes, you know, this is... 
this is more time in the last two days we've spent together than the last three years. <laughs> and it's true. It was, I was like, wow. That, I mean, you're right. For that's the longest something. time, we, we tried to push the, the, the family dinner. You know, yeah. that, make that the, the two hours a night that you spend. To, and now it's Pokemon Go. Now it's six hours a night, Pokemon Go. Let's just walk downtown. <laughs> Let's walk. No, keep walking. You're doing great. Keep walking. And there's the meme out there with the dog. And I feel like my dog is that way. Fawn's dog, really. I was going to ask you this. Cameron. Do you take the dogs out there with you when you do this? I do. And she doesn't like waking up at 530. But I'm like, come on, Cameron. Let's go for a walk. And she looks at me like, you got to be effing kidding me, right? We just came from a walk. We went on a walk last night. And you took me from home when you came home for lunch. And really, mom, I just need a minute. <laughs> this poor little dog. I mean, I took her for a two-mile walk. And I thought she was going to fall over. And it was a walk. Like, I'd stop at certain points. And she'd turn around and look at me and be like, yo, mom, hey, we're, are we walking or are we, we standing? And I'm just, I tried to explain to the dog I was hunting for Pokemon. She didn't understand. She didn't understand. She said, what, WTF is a Pokemon. It's like, I know, I know, I know. So the poor dog. But no, sometimes we go out, sometimes Fawn and I just go out walking. It's like, because she knows I'm, I like to go out and, and walk anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, I just enjoy it. And I like walking more than ever now. Now I don't mind going into stores with her. Like, I'm one of those. I'm like, I just might as well hold the purse. <laughs> but now I'm walking around stores. I'm hatching eggs. I'm all excited. So lots of good things. I, and it's it's just nice to get out and into a store that's air conditioned, to be honest. Right. Because it gets so hot. I mean, when it's 120, you're just ugh, so miserable. And it gets like 40% humidity, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when it's 120. It, yeah. Huh. You're boosting it up to yeah. 125, 130. Yeah. You're like, you're like sucking in water from a tea kettle. Like while you <laughs> breathe, it's miserable. So there's, and then there's Pokemon for that. So there's, there's always a little bit of an escape, at least, you know, I don't play at work. I don't play when I'm driving because that's just crazy to me that people do that. Yeah. I like don't... how much can you not watch the road? There are people walking across the road, not paying attention. There's you in your car driving across <laughs> the road, not paying attention. Do you think anything good is going to come of this? I don't. <laughs> I just don't. I don't feel like that's a, that's a win-win. Now, okay. I know when the game first started, there's the, the big story of the girl that found uh, the dead, dead body. body. Right. Yep. So <laughs> I don't know how much uh, procedural crime TV you watch, but, like, I, I know there's going to be one SV, SVU story next, totally. next season where they're playing some kind of game well, like Pokemon Go and yes. they're going to find a dead body. Yes. And Benson's going to come in and be like, I don't understand what this game is. Well, you did hear about the two young men who were they were hunting Pokemon and there was, a, uh, a, a, I guess, some kind of robbery or something else or carjacking. And they were taking pictures of it on their phones because you can take pictures in the background. Right, right. And they were doing that. So they helped the cops catch the guy. There you go. So, I mean, the, and, and while I have the, the the camera portion turned off because I don't need the whole world knowing where I'm at. Uh-huh. Because it's a work thing, too. And, you know, when I'm at work, it's obviously off. But if something should happen and there happens to be a Pokemon that pops up while I'm parked on a street <laughs> at work, then I might have to take out my phone and take a picture of it. But this way, I'm not taking an actual picture. I've just got the backdrop, and I'm not too right, worried right. about that. Exactly. Piece. So, you know, Susie might have got mad that I found a Pikachu today. <laughs> While I was parked in a parking lot at work. I literally sat in my car and I was going into a meeting and I looked down and I was like, <gasps> Pikachu. And I caught it. And I was so proud of myself. And then I put my phone in my pocket and you know, walked into the meeting and whatever else. And I told her later and she's like, are you supposed to be at work? I'm like, I was parked in a parking lot. I was parked in a parking lot. Let me say it again. I was parked in a parking lot. The car wasn't even on. <laughs> Just so happened to look at my phone and there was Pikachu. So I caught him. Good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So... I enjoy it, regardless of what anybody else says. Haters gonna hate, and I'm gonna just gonna do what I do. Okay. I, <laughs> I love it. Um, I I I know. Whenever I remember to ask, I tried to ask this on Hey Mitch, but uh, if you were to have one useless superpower, it has to be completely useless. Completely useless. Right. What wow. would it be? Wow, completely useless. Right. You know. You know. It's it's it, that's the difficult part because yeah. if, you, if it has it has some use, then it wouldn't be any fun. I, I think maybe not quite a chameleon, but the ability the ability to turn my body like a neon color because that seems like it's pretty useless, but it'd be <laughs> kind of wild. True. Just go neon exactly. pink. Why? Be, Why not? <laughs> I feel like being neon yellow today or neon green. You don't know. Just walk right. I'm in. not going to blend in anywhere, so it's not going to actually help me out. <laughs> And I'll still look like me, so it's not like they won't know who I am. I'll just be neon pink. But then, then you'd be like, hey, there's that neon pink lady. Right, so it's a, it's a power. Maybe not a superpower, but it's definitely a power. It's that's, definitely a power. That's about all I can think of, though. Is that random enough for you? That's random enough. It's, <laughs> I hope you like that one, Curly. Uh, there you go. That's been an hour. 
Already? It's been an hour Well, already. you're going to have to have me back again soon. This is always too much fun when we do it, Mitch. Definitely. I'm definitely going to have, have, you, have you back. I didn't even ask you about Civil War. Did you watch Captain America Civil War? Did not. Oh. Uh, work has sorry, been... Sorry, I can't never have you back now. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll go home and watch it right now because I downloaded it. I mean, I have it on... Uh, I have it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, mm. Dollar theaters. Do- yes, dollar theaters. There's, there's many of them in Yuno, clearly. Somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I will go home and watch it, though, and we will have a discussion at All some right. point. Don't Good. worry, Mitch. Good. I won't let you down. <laughs> but it's, it has been fun, so yeah, I, I appreciate indeed. it, and I, I'm definitely going to have you back. We're going we're gonna to have to talk about more stuff. I'm going to have to bone up on more video games and, and MMA, so... I can I can hang, but uh, you can work on it. It's all right. We'll get there. And I don't know. Maybe if I get enough uh, people pressuring me, which I have enough people pressuring me, I'll, I'll maybe I'll start up some Pokemon Go. Do it if you feel like you need to. Otherwise, just let it ride. <laughs> just let it ride. Let I'll, it ride. I'll just listen to everybody's stories. It's fine with me. And that's if that's good for you, then that's good for you. You don't have to love it all. Haters gonna hate, Mitch. <laughs> all right. Well, you know this has been fun. So. Uh, is there any way you, on any social media that you like to advertise? Do you, do you are you on Twitter? Do you, nope. Are you on Instagram? Nope. Nope. All right, fine. Crazy, right? <laughs> you can try to find me on Facebook, but no one can spell my last name, and that's okay with me. Because <laughs> if I don't know you, I won't add you. But if you want to get in touch with me, talk to Mitch, and uh, we can talk. There you go. Or, you know, maybe walk downtown. She, you might see her playing You Pokemon will see me though. wearing red. Team Valor for the win. <laughs> for the Win! Win! <laughs> I own gyms from time to time downtown. I'm just saying my Vaporeon rules. <laughs> None of that made sense to me. I don't know what's going that's on. That's okay. <laughs> but this has been, hey, Mi- oh, wait, you know what? I need to t- t- say my own stuff. So I'm uh, at agent underscore of the underscore bad on Twitter. You can uh, find Geek Elite Radio at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. Geek Elite Radio on Facebook is where we do most of our conversation. And, you know, be part of the community. Come and talk with us. Talk Pokemon Go. Someone's going to be there to talk with you. Yep. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of that. And then GeekEliteRadio.com is our website where you can uh, check out some of our archive podcasts and other podcasts from other shows on the network. But until next time, this has been Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek geek out. out. (laughs) We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.